<laughs> no, I mean, that's why it was so important to these girls. Because, I mean, they were in that world in Montreal where, you know, you get sucked up into the nightlife and where that shit matters to you. And it clearly mattered to them to the fact that they would risk their whole livelihood. Test, test, audio, one, two, three. Hi, Meg. Hello. Nice to be here. This is an ASMR podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we will be whispering the whole time for your entertainment. <laughs> Hi, my name is Denise, and this is the Marielles podcast, um, Montreal-based podcast where we talk about Canadian and Quebec tragedies and this is no exception and i'm joined with my very good friend megan mann how are you megan i'm fantastic megan's joined me for a plethora of reasons um she came to me with this idea um because she has been obsessed with the topic like i was and ever since she told me about this i wasn't super familiar i just started diving deep and reading and I got got really deep also in the reddit boards which I regret doing. Oh I love going to reddit. <laughs> I regret it um and so more than that Meg the story it's it's a Quebec podcast and we talk about Quebec Quebecers um but the story actually takes place in Australia and around the world where it's a worldwide story. And which is pretty relevant to me since I just came from Australia and once you told me you have a Montreal podcast I don't know why this story immediately popped into my head I guess because I was just in that scene and I thought it was so relevant and then when you haven't heard about it I was like oh I We're gotta like, tell you the buckle story. in babe it's crazy <laughs> so you're worldly you just came back from this you have a whole new perspective and you're also very knowledgeable on this issue and so here you know keeping it local I have two uh Four Origins beer from the microbrewery or the brewery. Is this hashtag not sponsored? I really wish they would sponsor me, though. (laughs) (laughs) Please sponsor me. I'll I'll do almost anything. But keeping it local, I found this in my fridge. Which one do you want? I have a double IPA and a golden ale. Oh, the golden ale. Perfect. Cheers. All right. Crack it open a cold one. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Cheers. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Oh, Oh, that's good. good. Oh, good, because I don't like IPAs, but I like this. This, this one's good. really good. Oh. Do you want to try mine? Yeah. Or no, maybe. Oh, oh no, we shouldn't. COVID. Yeah. We're, we're sitting We're in... sitting far apart, if anyone's wondering. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's get into like the, the facts of this story. Let's dive into it. Let's. There are really four characters involved in this story. There are more, but they're, they got away scot-free or are not named or haven't been brought to the public attention. So there's Mélina Rebelge, Isabelle Legacé, Michel Chiasson, and André Tamin. And I'll get into all their roles, what they all play. Right. Yeah, it was just two average girls from Quebec. One is from Granby, one is from Longueuil. Yeah, just to give perspective. Small towns. Yeah, yeah, you know, I think that... They're not from Montreal. I think that has a, a fair enough role in their life experience and their you know, knowledge of consequences when you live in a small town. They... Exposure as well. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, those, yeah, so these two women, they... So it started out, like, they got into the Montreal nightlife scene. They... Um, once you're in that scene, it's relatively, you know, small. You meet all the promoters, and once you get involved in that, it it comes hand in hand that... 
the drugs, like, you know, once you hear Montreal Nightclub, you think drugs, no mm-hmm. no matter what. Um, and then I think, was it you that mentioned one of the girls had a background in being an escort? I just yeah. don't know if that started yeah. pre or post or once so, they met exactly. the guy. Yeah. So they met these older gentlemen individually. They didn't know each other, like, previous to the crime. But um, they met older gentlemen, and they would kind of got into, like, escorting, maybe, okay. companionship. Yeah. And so it's pretty popular amongst, like, so every, popular. everywhere. Yeah, I think. Very popular everywhere. And it, it was innocent. She said that it wasn't always a transaction. She genuinely enjoyed her time. They, like... They were, they were becoming friends with these people. And yeah. in like now in court documents, like some of the men refer to them as like, they were like my daughters, they were like my sisters. We mm. were just like, they, they became really close. And um, one of them, um, Melina Khabelge, went to Morocco. Like, and she was very, tra- they were very transparent to her with what her role was. She was paid 15000 for the week to go to Morocco and basically entertain one of, she calls him her sugar daddy. Yeah. Her sugar daddy's friends in Morocco. Yeah, like, that, that's totally, like, heard of. You know, that's, yeah. that's like, a very So one of, them, one of them was involved in that way, and the, the other one is less, it's less transparent how she was involved with this guy, but you can imagine the same kind of background. Right. So they go to Morocco. Mm. One of them goes to Morocco. The other one accepts a loan or asks for a loan, and ultimately it, it all wraps up where they're sent to London, the two of them together, they meet each other to board this luxury cruise uh, for six weeks. Yeah. And they know they'll be involved in some... Their their job was to just go post into Instagram pictures, have a good time, and just... It was very broad. Like, they... I think, you know, the, the men told them, the less you know, the better. And yeah. they were just like... They heard the opportunity of traveling and getting to post about it and it sounded like they were sold immediately you know didn't even consider the dangers of it i would say yeah um so once once they accepted the job i think i saw they were just there's like other people involved in this on the cruise ship i believe Mm -hmm. right and then they were just told one night to meet up with some guy that will put stuff in their suitcase and they were told, don't worry, you're two young, unassuming women. You don't, you have nothing to worry about. And they were just like, okay. Yeah. And then what else do you know from there? So um, one of the fir- so they got on in Dover, England, and the ship was called... Um, I think it was a princess cruise line, right? Yeah. So the group boarded a seven-week voyage on the Sea Princess at Dover, England on July 9, 2016, and was planned to sail to the U.S., Bermuda, Colombia, Panama, Ecuador, Peru, Chile, Auckland, Sydney, Brisbane, and Fremantle as part of an all-around world trip. That's a huge Seven trip. weeks is really long. I've never, I didn't even consider that on a boat for seven yeah. weeks. That's... With, with, with stops. No, of course, but you've been on a cruise. like Yeah, right? yeah the longest cruise I've been is 10 days, and like you're, you're sort of ready to get off. Oh, I was more than ready. Yeah, 10 <laughs> days was enough. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. So one of the people involved who was from Montreal exited um, in, they had a Canadian stop. I think in Nova Scotia, one of the first stops was oh. Nova Scotia, and that's how they got off. They got caught. He got off the, oh, the boat, really? went oh, to authorities, and ratted the whole operation out. 
and said these two girls he didn't name anybody other than these two girls and they said um they don't have the drugs yet we're gonna pick up the drug they're gonna pick up the drugs i'm not involved he's so shady we'll get into who this guy is and that's who so like three days into the trip the authorities are tipped off and they're monitoring all their locations from the instagram posts that they were told to share in abundance who told him to share? The sugar daddy? The sugar daddy, yeah. Or whoever is in charge to of the operation. To make it seem, because that would be normal. That's like a normal vacation? Or why would he be so adamant about... Do you want to get into conspiracy theories now? They, they were like... <laughs> Do I? <laughs> this guy ratted on them so quickly, and they were one of the first things they were told is to post as much as possible that it's a cover-up. I didn't know they were told that. I thought it was just their, like, egotistical, I want to show what I'm doing. Well, it's... Again, maybe I read into more of it, but that's yeah, how they were sold on, on it. They were like, right. you could post all these pictures. Because, like, some of their posts get a couple hundred uh-huh. likes to a couple thousand, like, the more this trip progresses. It's a, yeah, that's a pretty significant change. Yeah. Huh. So this guy doesn't get back on the boat. He gets off the boat, rats on them, and doesn't get back on the boat. So they lose one member of their party. Then they, they think that they, the drugs probably came in through Peru. When they're stopped on Peru, they were smuggled into the boat. Um, Probably come from Colombia. And then we could talk about, like, why weren't they, why wasn't it stopped on the way back into the boat? Why was it, like, these two girls upon their exit? Like, wouldn't you be way more suspicious if you know, like, stopping it in the South American border? If you're already tipped off that this is going to happen. I think authorities need to, like, make sure they have every single thing right before you attack because you want to get the person at their guiltiest so that they're not they have no way of um i'm not good in law but it just i've watched so many of these shows where you know like the way they're they're tracking people for they're letting them commit the crime oh yeah it's like when you go shopping at the drugstore like when i used to work at a drugstore we i would watch someone put something in their pants and try to steal it and I couldn't do anything until they tried to walk out. Like, they weren't guilty till they walked out the store. I see. So, I like, see. until, so I'd have to watch them. And then the minute they would walk out the store, I would have to be like, hey, do you want to pay for what's in your pants? And uh-huh. then, and then they'd be like, oh, you know. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was, I was sketched out. If they knew about the whole operation, why, why, like, which further makes me think that these girls are the mules. Like, they allowed it to get to, like they didn't pick up the drugs from South America. No, these girls they, are clueless. Yeah, like, I, don't, I just don't feel give these bad girls for any, them. Oh, of course, but like, don't give them any credit of having involvement. They're just, like you said, mules. They're yeah. so. They're not given too much information. I can't imagine. So one of the last nights of the cruise, they gave their key to their this third guy, Andre Temin, and um, they were told to stay out of the room. They shoved their suitcases and when they left the cruise on the last day in in australia Mm -hmm. um they were caught with 100 kilos of cocaine and you know what's created like such bad um what's it called karma or whatever because in australia uh drugs are up marketed times a thousand exactly where in let's say montreal this is not from personal use but i know let's say if you buy a bag of coke it <laughs> sounds terrible like i know all this is a bad well, we did research prices. on street value it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Common it's, it's between like 50 to 80 dollars depending what you're like it's pretty solid 
product and it that's, that's relative. the street value so we hear. and when i went to australia um that same bag that in montreal would cost 80 dollars was 400 dollars. so you can just imagine that 100 kilos I think they estimated around 60 million. Exactly. 60 million Australian. And when you looked at like how much it was worth, the the, the value of it changed. So it, it really is worth half of that in an, any other country. But because it's yeah. Australia, it's so far from everything. Export is impossible. It's a small population. Yeah, Australia was they so... They take it seriously as well. So interesting with their drug use. Like it was almost like when I went to the clubs and stuff, it was almost a form of showing your wealth. Like showing like instead of in montreal you would wear a gucci belt like right. there if you're showing you have drugs like it was like look at me i can afford drugs it's, it was really weird yeah Gross. it was sydney like not no no other city except sydney is just like hardcore like that that's interesting um, yeah i found that totally interesting because montreal it's so nonchalant but there it's like yeah that's just a side note but so the, the luggage that they seized from this, these girls and also this other guy, Temin, had, had the luggage. Um, one of the names on the luggage was of Michel Chesson, who's the guy who jumped ship and ratted on all of them. So okay. he was absolutely involved in the oh, operation. Yeah. But what, So wasn't one of, the, one of the other factors of these women going on this trip, not only were they promised... Um, these you know an amazing experience traveling the world but wasn't one of them almost threatened that she owed she i think she owed one of uh, her sugar which i didn't understand in the because when i was reading about it she owed her sugar daddy money she borrowed some twenty thousand dollars and she doesn't it doesn't say from who but she oh, borrowed okay. someone and it was it was she thought it was like conditional free a gift maybe well it's it's very because there's no Let's say when you're a sugar baby, in the, in, there's no contract. It's all, like, based on, you know, you talk a bit about, like, with the guy. Like, there's no rules. Like, what I'm trying to say is, like, yeah, there's it's no, no law. There's no ethics code that's no, put in no, practice. Just so, like, no... so if someone gives you money and then if he says, no, I want it back, like, or where, yeah. where in the, in your text, of, like, I don't know. Like, yeah, it's you didn't so... respect the rules of our contract. I was paying no. you back slowly with 2% interest. No, no. So that's... Maybe that's where, like, then she felt she didn't have a choice. She had, like, she was being threatened. I mean, even as a woman just being threatened by a man in power, like, you know, you, you empathize because you don't really have, you know, who is she to be like? And that's what she says. And the two girls all also, like, don't name who their sugar daddies are. They're, they're oh, not, really? they're, yeah. They're, like, loyal to them? They say it would, it would put them in danger. Huh. So these these girls are obviously scared for their lives oh, as well, 100%. and um, it's such a shitty situation. We're not trying to completely defend their actions because they are stupid. They could have made better no, decisions. I'm just, I'm just trying to look at it at all angles, you know, because yeah. I, I always try to put myself in people's shoes and be like, why did they do what they Absolutely. did? Absolutely. Like, yeah. And uh. I definitely think they're like the victims and the mules of this situation and they, they made poor decisions and it was hard to get out of that. Yeah, well, we didn't even discuss. So like after they found, well, we didn't even go into the full fruition of what happened to them. So we got to the point where yeah they got caught with a hundred kilos is that, was that it? <laughs> yeah. that's an absurd amount I just want you guys to process to over, how much like, that 220 is. pounds. No, it's insanity 
yeah. So then, oh yeah, we were talking about how in Australia it's marketed even higher. So it just <laughs> it just brings your sentence even. I mean, the more money, the yeah. So then, what happens after that? Well, Chabelj was given an eight-year sentence, and ultimately she was she was sentenced for thirty years. But yeah, that's after what I the thought. sentencing and you know the trial, um, she was given an eight-year sentence, handing it down. New South Wales District Court Judge. Kate Trails uh, singled out her obsession with social media fame. And there's quotations from the judge that says, this is a sad indictment on her relative age group in our society. It's sad they seek to attain such vicious existence, such a vicious existence. How many likes they received is their currency. Um, you know, she says she, miss, she misses her family. She's homesick. And she mm -hmm. says how a single decision can affect her whole life and a lot of other people. Um, and then police officers in Quebec consulted by Enquête speculated that two women were used as bait, possibly to distract authorities from a larger drug operation. Yes, I believe that 100%. Me too. I, yeah. And Chiasson, further known as the rat, <laughs> himself suggests that Australian law enforcement only sees a fraction of the total shipment. Because they do mention all these other people that they don't have names. They say there were two Italians on board mm -hmm. who are the ones who did the actual transaction. There were two other people whose names are given but deny any involvement. They weren't arrested. They're living in Montreal at large. Mm -hmm. Like there were all these other, and the longer they were on the boat, the more they were introduced to other French Canadians or people who were involved in this, this operation. Yeah. And like... We don't know what drugs they had. Um, and then he says it's 100 times bigger than you think. There was a ton that was unloaded before. And then, but despite claiming extensive knowledge of the operation, Chasson said he wasn't involved and doesn't know any, any other Quebecers on the cruise or I can't identify the sugar daddy. Um, yeah. I totally believe that this was just almost a decoy. Yeah. I, yeah, I didn't think about it, but then when you like, oh, hundred percent is so yeah, it's. But it's funny how they say one decision. Like, this wasn't one decision. This no. was years of in the making. Like, yeah, but yeah, it's slow. It's earning someone's trust. It's it's enjoying the benefits of the lifestyle. He how easy it is. The pro he provides for you. It's 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 a series of decisions, and it's not only it's. It comes from how you were raised, your your opportunities, your privilege, your there's yeah, so like many yeah. facets to this. Yeah. So we're gonna explore. I have to write this down because I don't want to get lost in everything. Sure. We, we want to write talk about social media, and its effects on people and the lifestyle. The uh, you know the the unattainable unattainable lifestyle. It's a one percent, and you know I think what's interesting is like I I'm very much into that YouTube world. Yeah, where, and I hear, I listen to them talk, and they they you know they get similar questions all the time of how can I how can I get where you are? How do I get that? I want what you have. And what I like is well, one of the YouTubers I watch, David Dobrik, like, right? He says like I was lucky. Like don't think you can get what I have. But then he's like, on the other hand, I don't want to tell kids not to work hard. But I know for a fact if you go to a class of middle schoolers and ask them what they want to do, they would want to say social media influencer. You see, like, God, how much fame, recognition, and love. Well, because people associate, you know, why do you think they changed the like button to a love button? <laughs> Have you noticed that? I didn't notice that on Facebook or... 
it's just a heart instagram as well it's just a heart you know when you like something you're giving someone your love yeah and that little shot of dopamine in their brain i i quit social media i mean i don't know if you know i haven't posted since 2016 i don't know it just felt like a big lie to me like and we both know i could be posting tons of travel photos which you know would make me look like the coolest richest yeah girl in the world yeah exactly but i don't know to me it just feels like all likes i mean there's so many but i mean i overthink it you know like it's it's supposed to be a showcase of your highlights but if i knew that someone would look at my photos and be upset with their own life and know like why can't i be doing that like it's not fair Oh, that would make me feel terrible by myself. There's also two sides of it, though. You know that by posting your highlights, like, you're not, like, people see the highlights, right? And they think your life is perfect and you get everything so easily and you live the easiest life ever. But that's not, that's not behind the photos and that's not the truth of the matter. It absolutely is a highlight. But I've met friends, like, I, I have a friend that went away for university and she was posting, like, man, she was having a blast, like... We couldn't believe it. We're like, damn, we wish we got to go away. Like, this looks amazing. And then she came home and we all got together. We're like, wow, you must have had the most amazing semester. Like, And she's like, oh, it, I hated it. It sucked. Yeah. And we're like, what are exactly. you talking about? And like, you, everything yeah. we saw was like you're having a like the time of your life. And it was just so shocking to me to hear her say, like, she was miserable because I never would have thought that for a second and I mean and you know her personally imagine following thousands of Instagram models and seeing this lifestyle where they're always traveling how do you afford this what do they do they're so hot they're so rich they're so well traveled and this is this is ambitious I think people like to think it doesn't affect them but it does on some level like you know I wish do you know if there's like any facts on like how many times people refresh their feed like a day or just, I guess... That's sad facts. I'm sure it exists, but I, yeah. I wouldn't want to be presented with that. Because I'm... No. You stop posting on social media, but I'm the other extreme. I'm an oversharer. I no, but I'm a consumer. Game. I'm a consumer of yeah. it. I, uh, I'm guilty that I like I'm to addicted. know what my friends are up to. And mm-hmm. then I guess it's not really fair on my part, because my friends don't know what I'm up to. But... Yeah. It's just how it is. I'm myself. I'm addicted. And... um yeah, I definitely see, like, and I'm like, what is your job? Is why I ask myself a lot of the times. Like, yeah. what is your job? How are you on another trip? I want to think, I don't know, it also amazes me. Like, what makes think, what make, what makes you think you're so special? That, like, where do people get this confidence? They're going to, like, I don't know, I guess, I don't know, it comes from my insecurities. Of why do you think you're so special that you deserve all these people to, like, follow you? I don't know. I don't know why my brain goes there. It's like, yeah, there's so many, I get that. Uh, I get that. Well, people are, I think you have to be, to be, okay, so to be really successful in that industry, I mean, there's a whole, you got to be a narcissist in some sort, in some fashion. I'm not saying a full-blown narcissist. It turns you into something, because, like, it's, you're following the high of all the likes. You're following the the thrill. You're talking, you're talking about yourself, you're, all day, every day, that, like, you, your brand is your face, yeah. So you, you have to be obsessed with yourself. Like, I don't like myself enough to even 
try to do something like that. <laughs> Does that make sense? But because no, because people told me. Right. When have you not told me like, oh, you could start a you know a story your, time yeah. YouTube like, but I'm like I don't even want to see my face on camera like that. You have to really love yourself. Or, no, or hate or, yourself so much that you're fueled by, like, what everybody thinks about you and you're catering every aspect you're just of so, yourself. Yeah, or it's you, not you need people love. to give you attention. It could I be don't other know. things. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm just looking at it. You're absolutely right, yeah. though. I get, all your points are valid. So when you're tied up in this unrealistic, I think that's what took them from harmless, yeah. harmless hanging out, going on fancy dinners, getting from harmless... I don't want to say that escorting is harmless, but like from mm. harmless work to of like easy cash and like you get like a taste of like a lifestyle, no, easy or quick cash. I don't want to say easy because work is work, but no, no, hundred percent. And then um, to the gateway, to the slippery slope. Let's smuggle drugs for these people we don't know, and go on trips and like the strings attached are more than we bargained for. Yeah, I mean we could talk about the whole escorting aspect of their story because they're not unique like Mm -mm. this is such a common it's glorified i think to a certain extent it's it's, it's become um oh i don't know the word i'm looking for but it's become kind of cool or like if you talk to a couple girls like if one of them said like oh, I have a sugar daddy that pays me. People aren't looking at her like, oh, how dare you? People are looking at, oh, how can I get that? Yeah, and it's a, it's apparent in many demographics. Like, I remember in RuPaul's Drag Race, yeah. you know, um, some of the girls, some of the girls, some of the drag queens, some of the girls, some of the drag queens were, like, accused of, like, oh, you, you know, you're, you're the reason, it was pheromone, <laughs> the reason mm. you're, you're drag, your drag got exponentially better is all these sugar daddies. Like, it's thrown left, right, like, I'm sure... Okay, this is completely speculation, but I'm sure like 10 years ago, that wasn't even a thing. Like, it wasn't even a term. I'm it, sure it existed. I think it existed, but it wasn't. It's as easy as making an account on seeking arrangements. Like, this this website is known totally. Like, if you mention it, people know it. You make an account. It's your, you know, guys scroll through and they they see what you're about. And then they, they will message you being like, you want this amount of money for the this and this um, arrangement? Exactly. To the point where I had a friend that was interested and was like, "All right, let me see how I can benefit from this." And a guy offered her money for photos of her feet. Did he know what her feet looked like initially, or did he just like anybody? I, I genuinely think it's part of your uh, profile to put like your size. Like your foot size? Yeah, like you put, you know, your height, your weight, like that's hilarious. And her shoe size. And I think he 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 asked her like, "What do your feet look like?" And he like she like said, "This is real." Dude. I love it. I I, and, I giggle out of nervousness, but I and uh, you know she sent him a photo. He sent and she got money, and she was like, All "How right. much does one charge for a foot photo?" You know, everything's always, like you said, there's no, like, set rules, like, this is what this costs. But there's but, a street but, but value this, price. Oh, maybe. But I only have one friend that actually got this, so what How she much? was saying, yeah, she was making 40 for a photo. Wow. And then double for a video. 
And she just wiggles her toes. It's just her like moving her feet and stuff. But she would make sure like her, this is kind of funny. Like, I her love mom, it. Her mom would give her like a pedicure. She'd uh-huh. be like, Mom, can you give me a pedicure? And then like go upstairs and be like, snap, snap. And, um, and then you, you would even make money. Uh, she didn't do this, but if she sent her used shoes, that's like another. It's literally the whole plot of um, whatever that Netflix show about being in a women's prison where they sold used panties. <laughs> Orange is the new black. Yeah, it's yeah. the same thing, but with shoes. Well, where do you think that that, that idea is not made up? Of you course, can, you it's can real. sell your panties on the dark web or whatever. Of course, it's real. But okay, back to the shoe girl. I'm sorry, I'm, I haven't gotten over it yet. You you me- you've mentioned to me before we started recording that she has large feet, above average feet size, yeah. foot size. Yeah. And I, I thought this was, I think this is amazing, and this is this is what makes her more unique from other foot feet people. Let's right. say. So <laughs> if it's so large. Uh-huh. Not so large. It's just above average. How, do you, does she put it in like in reference to something else in the photo to show scale? Because when you take a photo of just a foot, you, it could be a dwarf, it could be a child's foot, it could be a, a grown-up's foot. No, she never told me she did that. But maybe she did, but like didn't even think twice about it. Yeah. And, like, like, for the first time. So like, and it, then yeah. I started thinking of like common household objects she could photograph her Banana. foot next to. <laughs> Is that what you thought of? Yeah, banana, water bottle, like like standard objects to be like, haha, they're larger than most. I think what that taught me, like, it you can't think anything. Nothing's weird anymore. Nothing's weird anymore. You can so, find everything on the internet, which illustrates that what these two girls were doing were was not even uncommon or weird. Yeah, I think what's interesting about that too is like. Just because we don't know them, these can easily be, they're in our age bracket. Mm-hmm. These could be two girls that we knew. Like this, it's like how we were saying, uh, we were talking off camera, just just because we grew up in this, what do you call this? Like middle class, like upper middle class, upper middle class bubble. Absolutely. We almost have a sense of being invincible. <sighs> no, not really. Like we don't, we're not dumb, but and think like nothing bad can happen to us but for sure talking to friends and the things we do i i don't think it never crosses people's mind like oh you can get in trouble for this it's always just like and that's why they gave all the people involved gave these two girls the task of transporting it over the border because you know they're white young beautiful women yeah, you know, so the the least maybe the least targeted demographic, and maybe if they hadn't been tipped off, there would have been they wouldn't have had. They would have gone away with it. They, absolutely, I don't I know so. how, what the plan was next. I don't know if it was to circulate it throughout the world yeah, to sell know. it to Australia, bring it back to Montreal or Canada, since everyone <sighs> involved was from there. I don't know, but yeah, so that's it. They hadn't been tipped off. That's why they were the least suspicious people to to do the deed, to mm-hmm. carry the deed. Which makes complete sense. But they're also the easiest. They probably got off. They only got seven, eight years, you know, is what they got sentenced with. Oh, if we're going to get into like It could that. also be, oh it's also God. the lightest for sentencing. I don't know that the man involved was was sentenced to longer in, in prison. But that mm-hmm. also could be, that was also because they, they traced back that he was making more money for the operation. Therefore, his involvement must have been more. Therefore, he involved, he needs a higher sentencing. That's yeah, the logic. This gets into like the whole law part where that I'm totally not your person. Where Because I think it, it gets like they probably had no priors, you know. They're Absolutely, just, yeah. They 
I'm sure they their uh, lawyer pleaded them as um, just and just how you and I assumed these girls can't be the brains of the operation. Huh. These girls like we're also internalizing. Right. We all and like I mentioned, they played dumb. They played dumb. They played. We want to be Instagram famous. It's yeah. not our fault. Like we just. Really, like, we were just you know, told what time and where. We didn't know. They were probably told by their person, their, their uh, daddy. God, please don't I'm say that. I say that every time. No, and make please don't. Eye contact with you. <laughs> but in the Reddit board uh, that I was, oh yeah, what was some of the conspiracy theories you heard? About it wasn't conspiracy. The biggest conspiracy was that they were set up, and it's not a conspiracy. I think that's that's oh, they were set that. up. Also, that like they were. Um, Obviously, they were the mules, but what bothered me in the Reddit board is all, like, all the, like, slut-shaming, and that oh, was that's apparent, that it was, like, I was, like, that's what these hoes do for cash, like, mm. they would, they would suck anything for some money, like, right. that's the part that, and then they were so stupid, how, how idiot they, how idiotic they were, how they were, um, just, because they were called cocaine babes in the media. That's, that's crazy. Like, even within being ca- caught, they're still glorified. Yeah, it's like babes. And babes, cocaine babes, that's it. So, it, it was, what bothered me is reading all of the Reddit posts and everybody being so mean to them. Just calling them, like, sluts and stuff. Exactly. And I, I really think had it been the two men that were caught, like... Mm-hmm. This wouldn't even be a story. This wouldn't even be a story. Maybe it would be a little bit of a story because it was the a biggest... It was the biggest drug bust in Australian history mm-hmm. and they were really proud of it. Yeah. But I think, like, the women-hating rhetoric would not even be there. It wouldn't be, like, these hoes out for money. It, it's not mm-hmm. like, you know, like... No, that I didn't bothered even, me so much. I didn't think about that, but now that you bring it up, like, it's terrible. And it's- all the media coverage, like... They it, very quickly up in the article did they say these girls were escorts? One of them was accused of being a porn star. One huh. of them they were you know they were. It was very exploitative of their previous lives of their lives, which yeah. you can argue in a journalistic article has nothing to do with it. Like oh they you know it, it was because they you know they kept referring to their sugar daddy and like it came up. But I no, think but it I, was I even... it was sensationalized because of of that. But you also probably know more than me like about media and journalism that that's what gets clicks on the article if this was just a nor- like two average women got caught it's like two eh, middle-aged women <laughs> oh, no. our moms karen and susan <laughs> actually i'd be interested in that too like that would good be too. a pretty good story but you know what i mean yeah and like they were very this happy even to- terrible too what if they're 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 decently good looking they're beautiful they, yeah. all the covers of the of the media coverage like, was their bikini photos that they yeah. put that they put Dude, sex sells. Whether that, you that like really it or not. That really pissed me off. That, that's a shame. And that, I mean, that just goes so much deeper into how terrible the media portrays women. Yeah, so. Another thing that infuriates me about this case is these two, three out of the, you know, they know it, it was at least an eight-person operation on the boat. Like, eight people were involved in the drug smuggling on the boat. Only oh. three were convicted and sentenced. And so all the people who got away with it, who were on the boat and also got away with it, who also probably had cocaine on their person, mm-hmm. in addition to all the people involved worldwide in, like, the, the travel agent. It, all the tickets for this cruise was bought from the same travel agent. Right. Like, who was that travel agent, obviously? like um, Well, didn't you say... It goes even deeper into 
the Moroccan Jewish. Yes, I'm glad you brought that up. In the article that Radio Canada did an excellent expose on on this, and they called it Cruises, Bikinis, and Cocaine, and that's the translation of what it was. And they have illustration, they have a timeline, they have their Instagram posts. They really sensationalized it in a very ethical way. I think they did an excellent job. Um, And it's riveting. Like, it's a riveting article. And where, let me get the exact quotation. They said something that it was linked to the Moroccan Jewish CD underground was the quotation mm-hmm. and forget about all the these rich gangsters in our province who mm-hmm. are profiting off of addiction off of um vulnerability off of people who have no other options right yeah. these girls are scared to even say who their sugar daddy is and all the people involved one of He's them probably was probably a huge dick we don't even know about <laughs> like, you know, like exactly like the, nobody can name him out of fear Right, and I'd like to think that the cops are on it, but you know, I've been watching too much Peaky Dude, Blinders and The Sopranos. Being to, paid exactly, in. that's I don't. Uh, we another episode organized. will have to be about Montreal police corruption. Yeah. It is. This is all alleged. Please don't come for us. Oh yeah, I don't know. We know. We don't know. We know nothing. <laughs> We're sitting in my parents' backyard. Like, please. Um, Exactly. So that's an infuriating part in how often all of a lot of crime is just is is set up and people are taken advantage of. And these girls got the short end of that stick. You know, they they were they were proud. They were prey. You know, they were they were sought out because, yeah, they something on them read vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Desperate is a better word. Yeah. It's, it's a sad a, story. I, when you first it told is, it to no, me, I was excited and riveted about this. And I was like, ooh, you know, if all my other episodes are, like, educational and smart, we're going to dive into, like, the reality TV of a podcast Montreal episodes. But it's not. It, it's, it's sad because we can trace – we can go back and see – I think we can re- we can see ourselves in some little part in this situation. Like, we would sure. never get to this point. But it's not but completely I'm sure these girls out also of the- thought they would never get to this point. Oh, 100%. That's why, like, if one thing goes wrong in our lives, and let's say, like, I, or one of, you know, we just get into that, it's so easy to fall into that party scene, and you meet people, and it's exciting, it's new, it's, you know, you're being exposed to, like, especially for them not coming, we're from the city, we're so... One of them um, said they to went it. to New York for the first time. Like it was one of the, the first time they really left the continent or and or and the that country. Was like um, like well, no, adult, on I the guess. trip they went to New York for the oh, first time. Oh, that was time. part of their cruise. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Like imagine you're being able to see the world for the first time and it's paid for you and you're like everybody. And you think of all these people who are rich. Here's another messed up part. Mm-hmm. You all the people you're introduced to are rich. They're the most rich people you've ever met. Let's say, and you know they're involved in in illegal things like it's 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 become evident little you know and you're like oh this is how the rich are rich like Mm -hmm. they break the rules and they're and they take advantage of the system and that's this is the path to success because the only so quote-unquote successful people i've seen are the ones who participate in bending the rules here and there like that's what you see success as yeah and, and i'm thinking also as these girls how they view success um especially like they they talk a lot about their instagram and how they see these other women that are on vacation on holidays in these bikini photos with you know 
everything, these sponsored posts. So that's how they sought after success. So they thought like, okay, this is the path I have to take yeah. to get there. Yeah. You know, they, and it clearly worked. As you said, you, you see their likes increased. They, as the trip went on, they got more followers and to them, that's success. But it's it not only Instagram can be a legitimate business. Like you see how many just exactly in the call her daddy but I, podcast. But I think thing. it's not. Oh, I think what sucks is that think people think it's easy, but no. it's because it's, it's like, oh, you just take photos and but you post Instagrammers it. get like, I, I oh my God, they get re- like if you're a good one, one post, you could get 10 grand a post. Exactly. Well, that's what they're saying about the. Exactly. Call her daddy. That's how it came up. Like, that's how it happened. So if you think, okay, it'll be a little illegitimate until I get there and I can make my own living through Mm -hmm. Instagram. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's transition to if you had to say who allowed this to happen? How did this this I consider this like it's a tragedy. If my podcast is about tragedies, this definitely counts. Well, their lives are ruined. They won't. It's tough to say, like, I don't I don't want to put people down and say they can't bounce back, but it will be. A journey especially if they have enemies that are very dangerous oh yeah they're still well ooh, maybe it's good that they didn't say any names like they might have to move out of montreal who knows they might have to be in change names going to witness protection i don't know you, we don't oh that we don't know that's like really it's completely deep, speculation but, but, but you're saying like who's to blame for this no not who's to blame for this individual act but like are we blaming let's say like drug culture are we blame like for needing this much drugs, this being such a profitable business, are we blaming like who? What organization? What are we blaming Instagram for for this glorification of this uh, and portraying false lies, false things, this unattainable lifestyle, and and like this this Instagrammer, this Instagram? Is that who we're blaming for for how these girls got into this? Are we blaming organized crime for preying on vulnerable people? Are we praying? Are we sorry? Are we blaming, like, the guy who ratted them out only, let's say, as being, like, this martyr who thinks, you know, he's above the law and within the law, like, he could break it at his own whim? And, like, who who would you say is to blame for this tragedy? I totally know what you're saying. And I think if there was an easy answer to say, like, this is to blame, then society would do something to change that or i hope they would but well, we were talking I think about every... epstein earlier off camera yeah. and how everybody knew of the crimes he was committing of his pedophile island that's like mega rich like that's you don't know of. who you're right you that's... don't know who maybe epstein no, is behind I... cruises bikinis and coke like you don't know who, how big this goes like and everybody knew everybody knew of pedophile island mm-hmm. like if you, you no, that story is insane because like, I mean, you were saying, like, if you knew what the problem is, society would come together. No, that's not true. That's not true. I take I take that th- statement back because okay. I think I th- I think money, people become money hungry. Is greed to blame? Greed is absolutely a part of it, no doubt. It's hard to not say money. Like, the more I hear stories of but all this, are we everything greed? comes down. And circles back to money. Like, what is greed of these two girls? Greed of of the corporate of the drug system? I don't know. These girls did not intentionally get involved. It's. I think to them, it started out innocent. Right. It started out probably with little things like they were at the club and these guys were buying them bottles. You know, like which is totally normal. And innocent. Then it, as well. And then maybe they were buying, like you said one of them got um 
a trip to Morocco. Like it just, it starts little by little, and it's, it's a. It's a I'm asking you a question. Big packed I don't know the question. No, no, it's like a, yeah, no, it's a, it's a packed answer. question that I think depending on people's backgrounds, they would look at it differently. You know, people that have a addiction drug problem would be like a hundred percent. It's because you know dr- drugs are just. I would like to blame like organized crime. Yeah. That exploits the vulnerabilities of like the addicts. Because the addicts wouldn't be addicts. Like, there would be no market for drugs if they weren't introduced to it. Like, until you feel really shitty and you get a taste of feeling that relief. And if you you really feel it, like, you will do anything to feel that again. And yeah. it's, it's sad, I see how you that know? applies to cocaine, then, yeah. Like, you're, self, you're self-prescribing. Yeah, so cocaine gives you that, a really short burst of satisfaction and energy and just like woo and but cocaine is different because that's like a very expensive drug so like when it's a it's a higher end drug but like but once you if you really get too addicted to it then you got to start finding stuff that's more reasonable so you go down to crack then you get down okay i need something cheaper i need some get me the heroin heroin cheaper Okay, I don't know how to... I wouldn't even know how to purchase heroin. I don't know what the price range is of this. That's just... Um, I think from I see your logic. movies and stuff, that seems to be the It's uh, true. I know trajectory. Coke is like the aristocratic drug because even in... It's a very well-respected... Like, oh, you're doing Coke. Like, Ooh, yeah. They had like special... Like, I remember in that Woody Allen movie, Annie Hall, like there are all these like... These art these rich art scene mm-hmm. people and they have like a little container and he yeah. he sneezes and the coke goes everywhere mm-hmm. and it's like that was ten thousand dollars of coke i mean i think that's the interesting thing is you ask me like what is the blame and we don't yeah. we don't know and that's what makes this and that's what intrigues us in the story because i mean we always are looking for something you know explanation but like just bigger than two girls that just got up in an unlucky situation so to end this all i mean just you have options there you have always have other choices and it's important to make good decisions not to be a victim of one of these drug trafficking situations so that's that's in one direction like to address this like there's the micro and the macro like to address the micro um but you don't think like things happen for a reason like i think they i don't you know you it's hard not to think that maybe this happened like something worse could happen like if they didn't get caught they would would have died maybe they could have that's what i'm saying they could have gotten further into it and possibly got into the point of like being in a extremely dangerous Dangerous. situation where now they're gonna get out in a couple years and they'll be in their 30s yeah and one of them you can change your whole life they can they can completely change their lives and hopefully if they learned anything from their situation enlighten a generation that maybe is glorifying what they're doing and showing them there's other sides to that lifestyle because i mean you see you obviously you you watch so many um netflix shows or documentaries but until you hear like real life stories coming from 
the actual person that lived it, that's when, like, I find it hits. These are two small-town girls from our province. Yeah. That hit. That, that, that makes it really real. It was a crazy story in this in this province. Like, it's... Mm-hmm. Everybody knows about this. It's, like... It's... It's... Yeah. But I think I, I'm... I'm resentful of the way it's being told. It's like we mentioned earlier. Yeah, that needs to change. Yeah, I'd like to think organized crime is to blame, and yeah. and the rich just feel like they get away with because anything they, because they, they because they have because you know people do things because it's proven to have gone right in the past, so they just keep doing it, doing it, doing it, and look, that guy got away with it, and. I'll be doing it with two other girls that are desperate and need money and need attention and you know this is just a circle of for him and yeah and the the journalist who published the article that we're referencing from for Brazil Canada her name is Julie Dufresne Dufresne um, she she has a couple speculations and lead on who the sugar daddy may be oh really and, and while there's no confirmation and and whatever. Um, she, you know, you can't you can't make any accusations for people without any solid evidence. But he fits some of the descriptions of the court documents of like his character and his position. And she said in the article, like right when she published it last week, he was seen with younger girls in a Montreal club. Yeah, like, I think it's I just want to say stopping him. I want to say like, just be safe out there because like I know there's people in our circle, maybe not direct circle, but friends of friends. One thousand percent no doubt in my mind that that have these types of relationships with older men and i'm i'm okay with it like you got do you do what you gotta do exactly but be careful yeah be careful because we're not yeah we're not the exception there's no exceptions to to this even though we might feel like we have but because of our like i don't know why we feel yeah, way, but I know what you mean. And this is why I don't want to blame the girls because no, I, I genuinely think that if it wasn't these two girls, it would just be two, two other, other girls. girls. Yeah. Instead of from Quebec, it'd be from Ontario. Instead of it'd be from a little village in in Alberta, like mm-hmm. it doesn't or a New York City socialite or city girl who wants who wants the same things. It doesn't matter who they is who they are. If it wasn't these two girls, it would be two other girls. Yeah. But if it wasn't for this high up criminal and this drug ring. It wouldn't be happening. Like you have to think, no. who are the interchangeable elements? Yeah. And you know, if it's, I also don't think the sugar daddy is the ringleader. I think it goes even no. further than him. Oh yeah, you know, as as much we probably only scratched like five percent of the surface. We're not saying anything new. This is just what's available in one art, a couple of articles we'll that we couple read, Google searches, couple and this Google is, searches. This is what we know, which is so so interesting. What kind of uh, information you could just find online, but. I think this was a great way to wrap it up. Well said, Meg. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. This was a lot of fun. This was so much fun. I hope you enjoyed it. Maybe learned something. If anything, now you know how to make some money on speaking arrangements. (laughs) 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 Bye-bye. Call me in the afternoon, even by.